Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi. Hey, and welcome to Sexy Unique Podcast. Hey, and welcome, welcome to Sup. I'm Carrie. I'm Lara. And you're listening to Insatiable Bitch, Bitch Goddesses. Goddesses. Insatiable bitch goddess, as I've been saying. <laughs> you say it like how Magdalena would say it. Insatiable, Insatiable bitch, bitch goddess. goddess. I do. Um, speaking of insatiable, I am obsessed, but so slowly watching because I don't want it to run out. Um, Emily in Paris on Netflix. <laughs> and it's like sweeping. It's like a what a phenom the show is. It's sweeping the nation as we the world. Yeah. It's, it's a, tr- a truly international show. It's an international. It's a phenomenon and a crisis. <laughs> but <laughs> people will look back on 2020 and say, "What was worse, COVID or Emily in Paris?" Emily, it's you still haven't watched it, right? I haven't watched it. It's on my list. I'm gonna start probably watching it tonight. It's a. I mean, it, it's a half it's hour. It's bad, though, right? Really? Oh, quick. it's a half hour. Okay, great. You can't even call it bad because it's just like. The writers on it, you know the right like I I I believe the writers know that it's like campy and like ridiculous, and I think they were just having fun. That's that's why it's fun for me to watch because I know it's like because there's some like great people behind like Darren Star produced it and like created it and he's written like Darren Star I think is like a genius. And Darren Star he, obviously the god himself, but yeah, so he but like you know that it's like. They're just, you know what? It's going to be a fun, frothy, 
show with cute outfits and hot guys and Lily Collins wearing literal berets. Does she just go to she goes to Paris to okay, tell me I need okay. to know like the Here, here's the background. It. I'm only on I'm only on the six episodes, so I still have a few more. But how many episodes are in season one? I think there's ten. Okay, that's very digestible. Very it's quick. You can probably finish it in like four hours, but I'm taking my time. It starts out, Emily is this girl in Chicago. Of course it's Chicago because it's neither New York or LA. So it's like a neutral. It's a safe place, yeah. Safe space. That's why I lived there after high school. I said, I I don't think I can handle East or West just yet. And I'm going to get my city foot. Yeah, go right to the middle and then decide. Mm -hmm. It's also Synergy, where most of the contestants of Rock of Love seem to be from. Yeah, so it actually bodes well. Yeah. Or it all connects. Emily is like a, works in a marketing firm, a huge marketing firm in Chicago for advertising, and she's a social media expert. Mm-hmm. And she gets very quickly her her superior Kate Walsh, who's amazing. <laughs> she gets pregnant. She can't go to Paris. She was supposed to go to Paris for a year and and be the lead social media director of this boutique firm that the bigger firm owns in Paris. Kate Walsh was supposed to do be this person. Hey, well, it was supposed to be Kate in Paris, okay. but she gets preg and Kate Walsh sounds like she has a cold the whole, the whole episode, the whole, sh- anytime she's on, I'm like this, I was like, Oh, she filmed it all in one day when she had a cold, but she's Kate great. Walsh? She's an icon. How old is Kate Walsh? She, no, no, no. She looks amazing. She's fabulous. And she looks amazing. I'm just saying. No, I don't know. How, I'm, she like is one of those people who could be like 50 or like. So I just Googled her. She's this is I'm truly it's going to sound ageist, but I'm continuing anyways, because I just feel like this is an interesting mm-hmm. twist because I was like, Kate Walsh is supposed to be going to Paris. It's like the head social media person, but then gets pregnant. And I'm in my head. I'm like, how old? Like, is this woman? Yeah. like She's like menopausal. Like how it's like a miraculous she in real life. She's 53. I was like. <laughs> Unless oh like bridging, I'm like this show but should be about it. a 53 year old having a baby. Like I, that's a I show. Like I and she comes in once in a while for like little check ins with Emily, and I'm like this character is hilarious. I love this. Have her be the star. <laughs> like, a middle aged social pregnant, media expert. Go be pregnant. It's a 53 year old woman like, in Paris who gets preg for the first yeah. time. That so that's I, a show. That's crazy that she's. I mean, again, now she, I start again this. doesn't look it. Which no, is, there's actually no beautiful. problem with looking 53, but it's like, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're both like, no, there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> no, we're like just further incriminating ourselves. Anyways, go on. She's like, Emily, I was thinking you could take this job. And Emily's like, sure. Even though she's in like a five year long relationship with this like basic, like Chicago hot finance guy. Yeah. And then he, t- she tells him over a drink one night and he's like, Oh, I don't know what we're going to do. And then she's like, we'll do long distance. And then she cut to Paris. She gets there. It's she has a boss who's like very like Miranda Priestly, who's like doesn't like this American whippersnapper coming in with fresh ideas. And every mm-hmm. idea Emily has, it's genius. Like everything, she, all of her instincts are perfect, perfect, perfect. And she's just having like social media ideas. Yeah, they're trying to market this like vagin- vaginal like tightening serum, or it's something to make a vag like to spruce up a woman's vagina. And she's. All the French people in the office are like abhorred by her like uncouth, you know, American ways. But of course, everything she says is genius. And she's <laughs> revolutionizing this firm. And Bridget Marco- Marco- Macron at one point retweets her. 
Oh my you know, god! It's just, but it's just—it's really funny, and it's like every—it's so like weirdly like American imperialism, <laughs> or like American like, like going in and shaming these up these snobby French people <laughs> who smoke cigarettes in the office and take French like three-hour lunch. Idiots! Americans smart. But she has this. It's called Emily in Paris because she has literally she's in Paris, but her Instagram is called Emily in Paris. She starts her own private Instagram and she's it's like a Caroline Calloway. She's thing. like a Caroline Calloway. Yeah. She's like document and she starts going viral and all her posts are like when in Paris and it's like her eating like <laughs> a croissant <laughs> and like and like La the mediocrity of oh, a white girl a like, white girl on vacation and people being like yeah. oh my god <sighs> like just coming for it like it's like honestly it's just like it's a crazy show there's in the very first episode there's a d-day joke like it's unbelievable so but what's the point like what are what's the point what do you mean what's the point the point well, is like, emily's in paris <laughs> it's just emily's <laughs> in paris <laughs> what do you mean what's the point the point is, like, is it like a will she or won't she be with her boyfriend, or is it just like now this bitch you. is in Paris and like she's gonna have I'll adventures? Tell you, tell you all the twists, but okay, she, don't it's, tell it's basically me. Like, what's this, what's Emily gonna do in Paris? <laughs> Eat croissant. <laughs> Literally, what's Emily gonna do every day in Paris? I watched the trailer in- and I was just like. Because I was frothing at the bit. Obviously, everyone knows how much I'm obsessed with Sex in the City. And then it was like, finally, Darren Starr gives us something new to sink our teeth into. But then I watched the trailer and I was like, I want to kill myself. So now I guess I've, I've got to go back and You've watch it back. all before I kill myself. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know... It's a it's a real balm in this time, and it's a real like bandage. It's actually what we all needed. We never knew we needed it, but here we are. It's nice to look at Paris, and she's wearing it's you know there's like a hint of Carrie Bradshaw, but like not obviously not Carrie Bradshaw. She needs no to get Carrie. into like long caption writing. No, we need all to her basically just are do like, like the Caroline Calloway story, but just with like this girl. No, Laura, her captions are literally like two words. And they get and she gets like thousands of likes on every She's photo. Like, Perry, she is she literally is. It's all selfies <laughs> and it's her and her phone looks like a camera. Like her phone looks like an old timey camera, her mm-hmm. case. So she's always over the head and she's like and then you just see and it says like you know, it's city of lights and it's like her in front of a, a stoplight or something. And then it gets like 5,000 likes. Who found her that, what made her go viral? Is it just Macron. like Macron? Oh, Macron. Okay. Sees who is an older. She's a woman in, of a certain age. She's, she's like, like this pussy tightening cream. Really? Yeah. Well, 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 there's this part where Emily's like, is it sexist or what? Oh, Oh, it's called la, Le Vagine something, and it's Le, so it's masculine. And she says, why? She's like, she doesn't speak any French, by the way. So the mm-hmm. pr- obviously, the order's like, I hate you. She doesn't even try. She, like, goes to a class eventually. But, like, she's like, well, she's like, why is it Le Vagine and not La Vagine? She goes, it's feminine, not masculine. And her the 
boss is like, well, this is just our language. We've been around for thousands of years. And she's like, I don't like that. So she makes a post and she goes, you know, the vagina is not in French. She says the la vagine is not masculine. And then Bridget Macron sees that. And she's like, yeah, girl. And she retweets it. She goes, we. She she literally. (laughs) She goes, we, we. By the way, story of Bridget Macron and him, right? No, I just know that she's older. She was his high school teacher and they had a relationship when he was 15 and she was a married woman in her 40s. That's very French. And his parents like took him out of school and were like to her like, please (laughs) please stop having sex with our son. And she was like, no. And then they got married. Love knows no bounds. Why haven't the people come for her for like grooming him? Because honestly, get over it. It's European. And they're together now and look where they got. (laughs) They're at the top of the game. Wait, can I also talk about my obsession, which is I went on a road trip this past week with my sister and on the drive back to Los Angeles, I suggested that we download Mariah Carey's audiobook and just like listen to that. Oh my god. It is so fucking good. I've heard it's amazing. Oh, I am I'm obsessed and I honestly recommend that you get the audiobook because Mariah Carey will randomly break into song while she reads it. And so yeah, she like she'll have moments where she was like she'll just like break into song and like her she's a really good performer, obviously. So like yeah. She performs the shit out of her audiobook and it's amazing right. to hear like her story in her own words and it's also really well written. I know she it. worked with someone else but it's like I was surprised because a lot of the time I feel like some celebrity memoirs are like this happened one day and then I opened the door and then saw this and then like it's not saw, like oh, that. Yeah. yeah. And I did not know that Mariah had such a dysfunctional family. And she really like digs hard into that. And I was just like, wow, I have nothing but fucking respect for my queen Mariah Carey, who has overcome all the odds to be one of the most influential and amazing female singers of all time. And I'm lucky to just be breathing the same atmospheric air. No, I need to. My goddess. I love her. She's Queens, right? She is from like Long Island, I think Long Island and um, Queen. She moved 13 times as a child. Did she have like an abusive household? She just had a household that was rife with like anger and destruction and dysfunction. And she had two older siblings that were, I think, much older than she was. And then she was the youngest but she always knew that she was like destined to be like sh- great things were going to happen to her. And then also you listen, when you re-listen to her music, you realize how personal it all is and how it all reflects like different eras of her life. And then how she's just had like relentless positivity despite going through all this like bullshit. Also, her she's amazing. brother and mom tried to check her into a mental institution and basically steal all her money jesus fucking queen when? I was like she had like a public breakdown 
Oh, I, oh, right. Do you remember that? I, I like, TRL. Did, didn't really remember. Yeah, it was like started with TRL and then continued into Glitter era. But like, honestly, her label just like fucked with her on Glitter and tried to like fuck it all up for her. And then she was really tired. And they also released Glitter on 9-11. Yeah. And so she was like, yeah, 9-11, she talks about, she takes it to a place of 9-11, which you know I always appreciate. Mm-hmm. Same. And yeah, she's just like, she's been through it all. And Her mom is awful. Yeah, her mom's like a psycho. Is she still alive? Mm-hmm. I think she still has like a relationship with her mom, but she do- she doesn't have a relationship with her brother or sister. Yeah, honestly, her breakdown was just like she she got a little manic and like, but like, really, she got she was people, really tired. People like she, vilified her. She hadn't slept. She was working nonstop for years, and then she had her TRL thing. Everyone just like raked her over the coals for that, and then she was supposed to do like back to back music video shoots, but she hadn't slept in six days and she was just trying to like find somewhere with where she wouldn't be bothered and get some peace and rest before she had to go shoot this music video. And she went to her mom's house that she bought for her mom in upstate New York, bought her mom a beautiful house, had it decorated like to the max built it like from scratch, like a dream house for her mother or maybe not built it from scratch, but like redecorated it, went the whole nine yards, gave it to her mom. So she like went to this house to try and sleep. Her mom woke her up, tried to get her to go to the video shoot. And then she like yelled at her mom and her mom called the police on her and the police took her away. Her brother went with her, tried to sign her into a mental hospital. Oh my God. That's like insane. It's truly insane. And she's lived to tell another tale, many more tales. I want a movie about that. I know. I'm dying for the movie about that. Fuck, that's so they like staged like a coup on her. Basically, they basically tried to stage a coup and then gain control of all her finances because she'd also just signed a hundred million dollar deal with Virgin Records. It's a truly fan. I had no idea, and I was like, Mariah. I didn't have idea either. I'm yeah. gonna listen to it. To, you know, she's it's just like lived a fucking life. I'm I'm going on a tr- I'm going to see my family on Saturday and I'm going to listen to it on the plane. Oh, it's so it's so good. I never wanted it to end and I miss it now that it's gone. Damn. So you know, fuck that, Mariah Carey. Like Robert Downey Jr. like broke into a child's bedroom when he was on drugs and like yeah. went crazy and now he's like Iron Man and like everyone forgives him, mm-hmm. but they can't forgive Mariah Carey for like being kooky. She literally was like, I tried to do like a publicity stunt to like promote my album and it really just didn't play well (laughs) about the TRL thing. And she's like, look, I just thought it would be funny. It wasn't that funny. I love her. People wouldn't let it go. I live. It was the first time she'd ever. Yeah. It was the first time she'd ever had anything like that happen. And prior to that, she'd had 13 number one hits. And she also says festive moment like 48 times in the course of the audiobook. So Her moments with Mariah, Mariah's moments are like you have to watch. It's a Rich Jezriak supercut of her on QVC. And she mm-hmm. she's like, it's a real moment. She's giving you Brigitte. She's giving you like Brigitte Bardot. She and, like, tells and, us and, she's <laughs> all this book is all about moments and giving you this and like mm-hmm. just being festive. And then you really understand why 
being festive is so important to her. Like everything <laughs> makes sense. And you, I feel like I know her. I am a lamb. I am part of the lamely, which is what her fans. Me call too. Herself. Like no, I know we are that. lambs at heart. But she's I, I, giving you Brigitte. That's she's me giving, as a lamb. And she all, yeah. And at one point she goes, her, the caller goes, I called when you were on QVC last time in February. And she goes, in February. And she goes, honey, I was in February. <laughs> Mariah keeps it real. Who could ever, who could ever but her say such a beautifully poetic line? Casually. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a breathy, I was in February. Like, she, yeah, I get that. I've been in February, too. Same. She's an Fuck. old soul. Like, we... What did we do to deserve Mariah? Nothing, but yet we get her, and we're lucky to have her. I want to um, read it immediately. I have another book I want to recommend. Wreck. Go. Well, I've, been in a, I've been in, like, a pandemic book spree this year, but it's called... Uh, in a perfect world by mm-hmm. Laura K A S I S C H K E Kasich. It's Kasich? really good. It's amazing. It's a quick read. It's like three fifty pages. You, I, I finished it in like two days, and it's it's great. It's about a woman who marries like she's a flight attendant, and she is like in her mid thir- mid to late thirties, and she marries this like widower hot captain like Mm. airline pilot who like everyone's obsessed with and his wife died this horrible death bye he has three kids sorry i hate that but bye and now it's my time yeah and she they have this whirlwind romance and like he proposes to her and then she immediately becomes is like the mom of these three kids and Mm -hmm. they all hate her and then he keeps he she's like with the kids all the time and he's working and then a pandemic hits and it's just her kind of stuck with this, basically a stranger's children. Yeah, with these brats. All like the world's ending. We're going to have, you go into make it work mode. We're going to make this short and sweet. I'm going to make this short and sweet. I'm your fucking stepmom now. We're making this a, work. It's such a good book. Okay. And it's like, I thought it was going to be like a lifetime movie almost. I know that sounds bad, but. It was really scary and good. Say the name of it again. In a Perfect World. Okay. By Laura Kasich. I'm going to read that. Her writing is incredible. And yeah, it's like a shocking, scary book. But it's really beautiful and and hopeful, too. I'm reading the... uh, all these collected essays by Eve Babbitts that just was published in this book called I used to be charming and friend of the pod, Molly Lambert wrote an introduction for it. So oh, I that. yeah. And the intro is great, obviously, but the book is also great. If you're an Eve head, I'm such and a, I need a fiction moment next. I need a moment. I'm a fan of Molly's. Yeah. Huge. She's fan like the, here. she's like the ultimate LA. Mm-hmm. source i feel like true blue valley queen is she from the valley mm-hmm. i think so I just, every time she tweet, like i just love her. it's almost like you're listening to like a dispatch or something i love it yeah she's a real one so that's book that's book nook with lara and carrie book nook 
you have a lot of things to look into and check out. Speaking of incredible nooks and crannies, nooks and crannies, (laughs) we're on the fifth episode of. Can you believe we're halfway through this? No, we're on the sixth episode. No, the fifth. Oh, on the fifth of Rock of Love, season one. Uh, Brandy C has gone home. R.I.P. Brandy C. R.I.P. Rodeo. True. I think all the real wild cards of the season have gone home. Mm -hmm. And I think they're all like gone too soon because this episode was a little low energy. It was, but it was also kind of insane. And I think this episode really showed a darker side of Brett in my eyes than I've seen all season. Mm -hmm. We got to really peel back the layers of Brett's confidence. And I think he had a hangover. Uh, he was partied out and he needed to like he basically had to get like a blood transfusion yeah okay so we (laughs) know uh it's right after the girl like wrote like brandy c left brett is cripplingly hungover they're all cheers like his his kidneys are shot yeah so brett has to like immediately be rushed to his room probably to get like an iv drip of like fluid rushed to the hospital Let's be honest. Then, also, like, someone I, wrote in and said that Brett did not actually live at the house while they were filming. He pretended really? to live there, but he didn't live there. Where did he live? At home? I guess at his house, wherever that may be. Um, Brett goes into like an immediate, like, strung out coma where go, you just he like. He goes straight crash. to the gurney. You crash. Mm-hmm. Brandy M proceeds to get blackout alone she gets buck wild and she just starts taking shots i love when one person decides to really hardcore party around everyone else who's not taking the bait like what like did you ever do that yeah (laughs) yeah laura i don't think i ever i know i know i don't think i ever did that like like, I would go hard if other people were going hard, but I was not the type to be like, I'm now going to get shit tank shot heavy and, like, fall over. Maybe I did, actually. I don't know. I would, like, casually, like, take an E, like, on a Tuesday night. You were in You were in Rock of Love. You I had Rock like, of Love, Party of One. Party of One vibes. That was my mm-hmm. whole, that was, like, part of my world. I, I felt Brandy M. I've been that person. I've been casually like taking ecstasy at like a casual Tuesday night happy hour <laughs> by myself. And then being like, do you guys want to do E or Molly? And everyone's like, no. And I'd be like, oh, <laughs> well. Guess it's just me then. Bottoms <laughs> up. Then. So, yeah. So Brandy M. goes crazy. And um, all the girls think it's funny for a second. And then they all get really annoyed by her. Mm-hmm. Even her, she, even her, even her girls like Jess and Mia. Yeah, they're FBI plant Mia, just slow, sitting back watching everything go down, mm-hmm. judging. Yeah, Brandy M's like talking shit to everyone. She's like, "Don't anyone talk to me," and pulls the covers over her head and passes out. Mm-hmm. And Brand- she wakes up. <laughs> Brandy M's just like in bed, being like, "Yeah," she's like, "Shut up, everyone." She's like doing that thing where you walk around kind of sexily, like sexily mm. drunk, but angry at everyone. I like it. 
I like Brandy M a lot. I think she's I my favorite in the house. She's doing well. She's killing it and she's funny. And I like her energy. Me too. Uh, they wake up the next morning and I was just like, I cannot, I can't even imagine what it smells like. <sighs> just like vodka and like breath. Yeah. Breath. And like, it's you know that like the floor everywhere is sticky so you need to wear like flip-flops wherever you go because if you're in a barefoot and you it's not only sticky but i'm sure there's just broken glass everywhere yeah and like when you're in it when you're just a bunch of people are in one space like toilets are gonna be smelling yeah it's gonna be stinky and also when you're partying like that like (laughs) drinking heavily and then probably eating like nachos or something like, you know that they're not eating, like, healthful food. No. Like Big John probably guilty. comes in with, like, a bunch of, like, in and out and, like, throws the bags at the ladies. <laughs> and, like, the next morning, the hangover shits are fucking real. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's gnarly. Um, I feel like they have one. They have, like, just single door bathrooms and stuff yeah, in like, the house. They have stalls. Um, Brandy wakes up hungover as shit. She's basically like, I want to blow my brains out. Lacey is like scheming because she's like, I haven't had one. I haven't had enough time with Brett. So like, I need to plan my next kill. She says that. And I'm like, when she says that, I'm like, she means it. De- I wrote devil Lacey and I didn't even keep writing. <laughs> <laughs> that was all I needed to say. She really assumes her final jigsaw form in this episode. By the end she of does. the episode, she has becometh jigsaw. Um, Brett is like, uh, has well, Big John assembles them all in the room, and there's football gear everywhere. So all the girls are going to be playing like a game of tackle football, like hardcore football. Hung being Brandy M levels of hungover <laughs> and having to go in the blaring sunlight and play tackle football, I would I have to go home. Yeah, I was like, that's my worst nightmare. I know. I wrote um, OMG playing football hungover. Can't. Can't. No, just he feeling your the sloshing in your stomach as you run, and you're like pa- your head just like pounding and hurting so much, and having to like put on those clothes when you're not. Though sometimes when I've been that hungover, I feel very like thin, but there's sometimes when you're that hungover and you feel like really bloated, oh. and like it's just like the last thing you want to do is put on athletic gear and then go run around in the I used mud. To st- I used to have morning practice for swimming after drinking the night before, and it was fucking hell. Yeah. Like, I would be throwing up in my mouth, like... <laughs> <laughs> you just let it rip. I, you I can't let it. it rip in the pool. No. Yeah. Unless it was, like, somehow the first thing that you do where you're just still motivated by, like, kind of... You're kind of boozed and not you haven't yeah. reached, like, the peak of your hangover, and then you can sweat it out somehow and then eat a huge breakfast and move on with your day. But this That's seems not- like it probably takes a few hours from the time you wake up to the time you're on the field. It just reminded me of this one time I went to go visit one of my friends who went to college at Purdue, and I went to, like, a frat, like a frat party with him and, like, drank, like, jungle juice. passed out i was so hungover the next day and everyone was day drinking and getting ready like tailgating for like a football game and i just remember being so hungover trying to get on like the bus to go back to chicago 
and like walking through just like crowds of people basically like hiding my eyes from them because I was just like I couldn't even look at like bright light and then they started like chanting at me like singling me out and like chanting at me and I was just like don't look at me like what the fuck and then why were they chanting they were chanting because I had like a Louis Vuitton duffel bag and then they they really just started chanting about that and like and like laughing and I was just like I'm too hungover like I've got to just get on the bus like I got to get the fuck out of here I hate tailgating I hate football so much mob mentality it was mob mentality and then I got on the bus and the thought that I had made it to safety but then the bus just jerked and jangled for the three hour (laughs) drive back to Chicago And it's I was Purdue just, in like, Indiana. Getting, yeah, I was just getting like jerked around, and I truly was like, I want to die. I kept trying to lay down, oh. but then I just get jerked on the bench of this bus, <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna kill myself. That was, was me. Like, this on, is my worst nightmare. From from Penn Station to, or from Port Authority to South Jersey when I lived in New York, just like. <laughs> <laughs> getting jerked like hungover jerking around and just like no please jinked and jangled <laughs> jangled all over the place on a bus um heather is ready to go she's heather's never psyched. been more ready <laughs> she's an <laughs> illinois tackle football queen she puts her like bandana on and she really like with that bandana on not only like looks intense but looks like brett yeah, she does. I think that's why Brett likes her. He's like, it's like looking in a mirror. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to make this short and sweet. <laughs> this game's going to so, be over before it starts. I'm going to tackle the fuck out of you. But Heather's not in... Heather's joy is quickly diminished when she realizes her team is like all the the non-athletic girls. But she had Lacey on her team. And that... Lacey feels like she could... I thought the teams yeah. were pretty well matched against each other. She did have Sam. And but Sam, I don't trust don't don't think her football abilities were so great. Compared to the other the other team was like Jess and Brandy M and Mia and uh And Magdalena. Magdalena. But Brandy M's basically incapacitated. Yeah. Like halfway through the game, they're just like, You're done now. Yeah, <laughs> still wasted, I think. And she was glad. She was like, yeah, it's good. It's what's right. <laughs> she really gave in easily. She's pretty I, go with the flow. Jess has also, like, never been more in her element. She's, like, soccer player, like, ready to go. Yeah. Brett Jess goes, is, like, really good at football. Jess, I really, I came around to Jess, and I was like, I like this broad. Mm-hmm. Even though I still can't contemplate her hair and it's ever a little better it did but that whole flattened look it was a weird shape it's always a weird shape a a popsicle like a raspberry popsicle with cream filling it is it's like it's very anime no matter how she styles it Mm -hmm. it's the team names are the sweet angels versus the sweethearts (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Magdalena goes I'm from Poland I don't know nothing about football <laughs> she goes talk to me about soccer and maybe then we know <laughs> I was like Mags 
Okay. They get to this mud, this hot mud field in like the valley somewhere, and Brett has braids. Yeah, he's he's braided either side of his athletic bandana, mm-hmm. and he goes, "I want a girl who loves football." And it's like it ain't me, babe. Not me either. <laughs> Brett's little <laughs> his little braids look very like Spice Girls. Yeah. It's so, it's a very 90s look. Mm. It kind of is like cross genre. Mm-hmm. It's not really rock. It has a little like hip hop R&B element to it. Like it was giving me TLC somewhat. I feel like they like would do like a grunge. bandana with little braids like hanging out. Yeah. It's also grunge. It's also hair metal. It's like it has, it has wide reaching implications. He has like a a specialist, like a random guy there named Rodney Scott. And I was just like, oh, he's going to be like a former, like, you know, 49ers player. And he was for like a L.A. What's the L.A. football team? The Dodgers? No. <laughs> They're baseball. <laughs> baseball. What's L.A.'s football team? Do we um, have one? The Rams. We don't have one. No, the Rams. we do. The Rams. But they weren't. A, I don't. Were they anyway, I was like, he's anyway, going to be some yeah, NFL yeah. player, and he was not He was like an all college all American. I, yeah, like, I was like, all okay. right, <laughs> cool. cool. Like, I mean, I'm sure he was big, but like, I said, can he get anyone who's not like, rant? Like, rant? okay, wait, <laughs> we t- truly stand corrected about Richard Blade, and multiple people commented on the Patreon. They were like, you guys make me feel really old because Richard Blade is like a well known DJ. Like he, I guess, was a DJ on the scene, but not my scene, okay. not my sorry. DJ. <laughs> Did you say Larry? <laughs> no, I said sorry. Sorry, yeah, but I was like, okay, like still not my DJ, not my DJ, still kind of a no, still kind of a nobody to me, and honestly, still a jealous hater. Yeah, I'll never forgive him for shitting on the guitar element of Jeff and Brandy yeah. Adams song. Yeah, I agree. But I was like, okay, well, he wasn't a total nobody. Just like a I'm sure Rodney nobody. Scott is very relevant to the sports TBD, world. he really, I had the same reaction as you because I was like, oh my God, he's going to be like NFL. Like, I'll bet he's like ended up on Dancing with the Stars or something. And then it was like Rodney Scott played football in college. <laughs> Did he get like the Heisman Trophy? Isn't the Heisman Trophy? It's a college thing. Yeah, so I was like, maybe he's like Heisman Trophy? Maybe he was nominated for it, but didn't necessarily get it. Anyway, he, it was just very rare. Rodney Scott heads show yourselves and like make me believe. Prove us wrong again. Yeah, yeah, prove us wrong once again. But he also like he doesn't really he's not really in this. Also, I love Brett's like he's gonna school you guys on defense, and I was like, school them on what? Like, be like, tell them like you're just throwing the ball and telling them to run. Like these ladies are not coming here to like learn defensive line tackles or whatever they are. I just wrote, I'd be so upset about the mud. <laughs> I, I would like the mud cause at least it makes it like kind of fun and funny. You don't want to get I, dirty. No, I'm just like very triggered by football and I like just grew up. It's not like, a rare experience of being like a gay kid not wanting to play football with the boys but like mm-hmm. 
anytime we were like a family party and like someone was like, should we do a a pickup game? I'd be like, Oh no. Like I just, (laughs) it was a dread of mine. And like, yeah. Oh, it was just bad. I wouldn't want to be like tackled by anyone. I would like to tackle people, but I, then I wouldn't want them to tackle me. I remember I like tried playing football at recess for like a week. Because on our re- on our playground it was like the girls and like the weird boys hung out on the I was one of them hung out on the jungle gym area and the wood chip area and then the 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 boys played football in the field and I was like I hate this yeah but I would do like imaginary games with the girls and then one time in fourth grade I tried for a week and I was really bad and that someone was threw the ball like at me the and time. I. And I Someone threw the ball to me and I threw it back to them. (laughs) (laughs) You were basically like trying to play rugby. I was just like trying to be like, I was like, let's try this out. Let's like try this identity. Like I'm going to be with the boys. And then it was like the boys and I'm going to bring like a hot potato element to this game. (laughs) 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 And like one time I played one time my dad played football in college and he was like good in high school and. He, he never even like, he never, he didn't like want me to play football because he didn't want me to get hurt. Like he was like, I don't like, he never cared. Yeah. But one time I came up to him and I was like, dad, I want to, I want to, I want to learn about football teams and like positions and plays. And he was like, really? He's like, you don't have to carry. And I was like, I do. I want to know. So I could have something to talk to mm-hmm. the boys about the boys. <laughs> Hashtag the boys. boys. So I had my dad and my dad was like, all right. So he drafted a little sheet of like plays and all the teams in the NFL and, you know, important players positions. And I took it up to my little desk in my room and I tried studying it. And then 10 minutes later I came down and I was like, fuck this. Mm -mm. And I was like, I'm going to go draw. (laughs) My dad was like, good. That was me with sports this year where I watched the last dance. And then I was like, I'm going to be like a cool NBA girl who just like follows Mm. all the NBA stuff yeah. And then, like, NBA kind of started happening after quarantine. I was like, would I rather watch this or would I rather watch, like, Roni? And then I was like, mm, Roni. Yeah, and same. I kept just being like, okay, one day I'm going to, like, get into it. And then I guess the NBA is over now. And I was like, honestly, don't feel like I missed much. I watched the last 10 minutes of the Lakers game. <laughs> we were texting. <laughs> we were texting and you were like... What did you say? You were like, COVID's on the rise and like people flipping out about the Lakers didn't help. And I was like, oh, did they win the final thingy? (laughs) We didn't even know. Neither of us really knew what was going on. I was like, there's something going on. Something happened. Something is a flip. I'm happy they won. I mean, I like LeBron. I think it's cool in Kobe's honor. Like, yeah. Something positive. It feels right and cool. Yeah. Maybe next year. Maybe next year I'll assume my identity is like cool, hot basketball girl. NBA girl. But for now, I leave that in the hands of the truly cool and hot basketball girls. And I'm comfortable with them taking on that responsibility. I'm happy. Yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I have breaking news for all the men out there who are looking for a little cup support. Finally, me undies is unveiling their latest gifts to help men feel big. The contoured pouch and ball caddy. This micromodal sling keeps things separated and lifted. Nine out of 10 women swear this sophisticated brief technology will make you look huge. And that's all that matters, right? I personally have not tried the contoured pouch and ball caddy, but I do have a pair of high-cut, high-waisted undies, and I'm obsessed with the material. I love to sleep in full-coverage underwear, and these are so soft. They're comfortable. They're also flattering. They don't cut in weird to my hips or waist, and I'm positive that based on my experience with undies, the men who decide to go down a contoured pouch and ball caddy road are also going to be singing MeUndies praises. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes XS to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. MeUndies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh-so-comfy, making it ideal for all-day wear. They use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on me undies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash sexy. That's MeUndies.com slash sexy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. 
Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sydney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. So they start playing. Jess, Jess brings is so her good. A game. Yeah, she's really good. She's super athletic. Brett goes, Jess can run. She can sprint. I was like, they're got the same thing kind of Brett. <laughs> Brett's shocked that girls can run, I think. Yeah, I think Brett's like never is really learning a lot of new things about women yeah. just through osmosis and by like observing them in this kind of mm-hmm. environment. He's like never been around more than three women who haven't been just like wasted and sucking his dick. So to like mm-hmm. see them like speak Catching, to each other and yeah. like eat food and like get up in the morning and brush their hair and then go to bed at night. He's like, wow, they're so like multifaceted. <laughs> they're real people. They Did brush their know? hair. Yeah. They like go about their daily routines. It's crazy. <laughs> no, it's truly like he's having an eye opening experience. Jess, Jess's team is killing it. They're like clobbering Heather's team. And at one point, Jess fucking clotheslines Lacey. <laughs> she drags Stacey to the ground and Stacey Stace. like breaks her ankle. Lacey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Stacey. Let's she call her Stacey. Like Stacey. Yeah. Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh! energy is high. It Yu-Gi-Oh! Is. really goes off in this game particularly. She, you hear Jess, she like, Jess's back like breaks basically over Jess's knee somehow. And you hear like a crunch and her leg goes on the ground. And I was like, she, she's like Olga and Suspiria right now. Like just getting like cracked. and she did get cracked and crunched. She got olga She got fully olga The first time it happened, I laughed and I was g- genuinely happy. And then Brett goes, we need a medic. And then they showed the replay like two times. And I think they add that sound effect. And then by the third time they showed the replay, I was literally going to vom. I was like, that would have been me. Like, I'm my body is ready to crack at any given time, especially on a fall to the ground, (laughs) like dragged to the ground by an athletic lady would end me. Everyone is like laughing at Lacey for getting hurt like no yeah. one is sad for her and i was like that's what happens when that's that's what you get when you're not a good person you brought this on yourself <laughs> just just as fate just is like trying to be stoic and like be like ooh, but just is also like I, she's like i brought that bitch down yeah everyone's like secretly like go sam is laughing mm-hmm. it's really funny then they <laughs> They give Heather the ball a bunch of times, and the beast bull sounds when Heather runs the ball. <laughs> it was killing me. Heather's like Heather so good. truly is a centaur. She is. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking half person, half human, half horse, half bull. Isn't that half a bull, bull half, or a no, minotaur? Yeah, no, I'm thinking of a minotaur. She centaur is, is centaur is a, a horse. Minot- minotaur. She is Minotaur. She gets the ball. And literally, she could run through a brick wall. And the sound effects go. 
Like, <laughs> she starts catching up to Jess's team. She like bring, She's like, I'm gonna turn this around, and um, that make this they, short and sweet. I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna make this short and sweet. We're turning this game around. I'm gonna turn this game around. They make Brand. They're like Brandy. Just go drink. <laughs> they're like, when Lacey gets hurt, Brett's like, one. Someone has to sacrifice a player yeah. to make it even, and whoever wins, that person can't win. So I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> That sports okay. explanation was <laughs> really whoever someone's got to just sit and then whatever wins, no one can win, you know. Mm-hmm. And the girls are like, mm-hmm. "Lacey mm-hmm. just like agrees to sit this one out because I think she did just get re drunk. Like she did the hangover move where like." You're you have already so much alcohol in your system that all you really have to do is drink a couple beers until you're drunk again. So I think she's wasted on the field, and then she just takes takes a seat. <laughs> um, but though Heather has had had a true come up, Jess lands the game for them, and she's the MVP of the game. So she gets to go on a one on one date with Brett. Yeah, and Heather is so pissed. Heather's like, I'm going to get revenge. There's a, It cuts away to her when Brett's like talking to Jess about winning and Heather's going. Yeah. She's just shaking her head from side to side. She tr- she pulled out all the stops. She went full beast mode on the field. Someone tried to rip her pants off and then she was just playing football, mud football in her underwear. Like yeah. she was going as hard as humanly possible and it sometimes, still didn't work. And sometimes... There just aren't enough footballs. You win some, you lose some. Sometimes there aren't enough plays. Sometimes there just aren't enough plays. Sometimes you're just you're either a lineman or a wide receiver. And sometimes you just can't be both. Sometimes you're just you're just too late. Sometimes a ball just slips out through your fingers. Sometimes it's just the fourth inning. Is that <laughs> not inning? Sometimes That's it's just the fourth quarter. And time's just running out, sand time, and you just give up. We can't. You just got to keep going, and you play on through until until those lights come on, and that that buzzer. Is there a buzzer? No, there's no buzzer. <laughs> no, it just ends. <laughs> That's basketball. That's basketball. I like your cross pollination of every sport. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in the fourth quarter. You, you think this could be the third quarter, but it's not. It's the fourth quarter, and you know it's up. Time is up. The lights come on. You're the lights the come one. on. And still in the field. You You're still in the field. You're still Go home. Hanging your head. And know that you'll live to see another day. You'll live to see that glory. Um, okay. So <laughs> I wish Rodeo had been at this football thing, because oh. something tells me Rodeo would have fucking killed it. Rodeo would have... People just would have eaten shit if Rodeo was there. Rodeo would have literally shoved Jess's face into the mud and then mm-hmm. lifted it up by her scalp. And go, does that feel good? And then bit, took a big bite out of her throat, ripped it out. 
I'm going, do you see what mama did there? I'm going to win right. his ass with like blood running down her face. Everyone's just like, <laughs> even Lacey's like, oh my God. Yeah, Lacey starts crying. <laughs> um, That's so what would have happened if Brett kept <laughs> one more episode. L.A. style. L.A. style. <laughs> we'll pick up our kids L.A. style. Um, so they go back to the house and Jess gets ready and she is wearing like a black like dress and a neck like this like looks like a dolphin necklace or something. I'm really like I go back and forth between just accepting Jess's hair and feeling like I've made peace with it only for it to take on a whole new form that I have to then start back over with the accepting process. And she did some sort of flat ironed helmet head. I just like, don't even understand what haircut she has and who did this to her. It's this was not ever a hairstyle that people have. People did not have this hairstyle ever. She's very singular in this look. Am I wrong about that? I don't recall seeing this no, as like it's, a hair. It's trend. a rare. It's like I'm gonna try this. It's just a purely Talk about Jess pioneer. thing. Yeah, she is a pioneer. Um, Jess also reveals that she's 23, which I thought she was like in her 30s. Oh, I knew she was young, but then when she said 23, I was like, "How old is Brett when this is filming? He's like 43, right?" Yeah. She's a she lot younger. I don't think she knows his music. Okay, well, so she goes to she Big John. Like t- she gets in a she's all nervous. She's like, I'm, I have all these guards up. I've been cheated on all my you know. Even though I'm only 23, I have guards up. And she gets in a car and she gets driven to this like venue somewhere. I don't know where. And Brett's waiting for her. Hmm. Brett has Big John escort her to this venue. And there's a singular high top table at the at a bar set up in front of a stage, and Brett comes out and takes the stage, and he goes, "Yes, <laughs> I was really looking forward to this. Most of all, it's kind of creepy. It's really creepy." And he takes out an acoustic guitar and then serenades her with like an acoustic guitar song. That then he must. I wish they had actually shown the entire performance because it kind of just does like a like fade cuts to like different moments. But I think Brett put the guitar down after the song, or like did a thing where musicians like walk out to the side of the stage and then like crazily like walk on the bar, like treating it like it's a performance for like three hundred people, but it's just this twenty three year old that's never seen you perform before. And there's this shot of him just jumping off the bar onto the floor, like in front of their table. And I was like, if a guy did this to me, I would never go on a date with him again. No, it's like, (laughs) that's like Tom Cruise levels. It's too much. Also, it's just like Brett's feeling he's in a real acoustic zone throughout this whole episode. Mm -hmm. And I just like, can't really abide by like an acoustic moment. But while he's singing to her, First of all, all his songs sound the same. Yeah, I kept thinking it was every rose has it's, every every song of his is every rose every has its song. Every song <laughs> is the same. Song. And Jess is like, I've never seen him before, and I'm mesmerized watching him. And you just see Jess, and she has like tears in her eyes, and I'm like, Do any of these people know that he's like <laughs> he's had this? He's like in a very famous band. Like, have they have none of these women except Rodeo listened to Poison? 
I, I mean, I'm not. I don't think I, she knew that he was a singer. Yeah, like I'm trying to think how old I would have been when this came out. I was probably 24. And like I had known maybe one Poison song and kind of knew Brett Michaels because I think he was on D-listed a lot. But mm. like I wouldn't have known his like solo but career either. Do you think they told do you think they didn't tell them who this was for? Yeah, I think they probably said like a famous do you musician want to date or like a famous rocker and then yeah. they lured these like naive midwesterners into their nefarious vh1 coastal elite calculations then surprise them with the fact that it was brett michaels and not like you know steven tyler or someone yeah i really because i don't think that any of them like they're like oh the only person that was psyched was rodeo who was literally like god smile down on me and i'm getting a hat made or no that was tiffany fuck Tiffany and Rodeo were the true stands. They're the true rockers. And, yeah. and Rodeo was like, Rodeo was like, my dream is to ride horses on his land. <laughs> his land and play with his kids and have his kids play with my kids. <laughs> LA That's style. why I wear my hat. LA That's style. why I wear my hat. <laughs> kids love me. That's why I wear my hat. Oh, stop. Please. Please. Um, so they they start like canoodling and rah, rah, rah. I don't really. Well, Brett like explains his entire life story to Jess. Like it seems like the date is very one sided where he tells her beat by beat everything like, that's ever happened. To like, him. Then we got in a van that barely worked and left Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, which I was my school was right near Mechanicsburg. <laughs> so and, this story hit close to home. But yeah, and then she says like one thing about herself and he's like, but he's not he relates it immediately back to himself she's like yeah i've been cheated on once by my boyfriend who cheated on me with his best friend brett's i know that would really hurt me anyways so back to me um then i played and it's like okay brett like cool and then at one point he's like i'm gonna need to kiss you right now and she's like okay and then i was like (laughs) oh gross he does like you can tell he really wants to like impress her with his kissing too because he like starts out seated but then he stands up and kisses her while he's like standing and she's seated in the high top chair yeah and i was like who daddy no Mm -hmm. but then jess takes her martini glass to go which i really loved they left the venue and she just took her glass into the limo very rihanna Mm mm-hmm um, back at the house though, so Erin gets on the phone, she calls the the club that she works at in Chicago, and her boss tells her, like, she's like, How are things? <laughs> I didn't really I thought she was called calling her manager from the underground, which was like the modeling company that she was. No, she was calling her like shift boss. Yeah, and I was but like, I've been to that nightclub multiple oh, really? times in Chicago. When I lived in Chicago, I went through like a clubbing phase and the underground was like a club that you would literally have to go underground into um you like descend a staircase and then you're like in a basement club was it cool i was fine there were always there was always like some celebrity that would be there and it was like one of the places where you would want to like you would know the bouncer at the door or whatever and get like let in in front of other people the limelight of chicago it felt 
I remember someone that I was with one time was like, feels dangerous in there. Like you're just underground and like, what are you going to do? And then it left always a bad taste in my mouth. Like if there is a fire or something, oh, and yeah. you're just like trapped underground, there's like one way out. Anyway, Erin misses the club life. She's so, she's like, can you imagine just calling? Like I worked at a restaurant before. Like, can you imagine just calling like your manager and being like, how, what's going on? Hey, what's up? I miss I'd you. I'd be like, never again. <laughs> no, but I'm sure she got like, I'm sure she made bank as like a bottle service girl oh, or like sure. a table service. Yeah, girl I didn't. I was a busboy. I didn't do that shit. Yeah. Um. And so he she's tells just her checking that, to see what's what at work. <laughs> he tells her that Justin Timberlake's planning on coming in to the club tomorrow, and she's like, "Damn, I would have served him." <laughs> so she's like bummed. She's a real. And, she's a simple woman with simple pleasures. But that was when Timberlake was like at his peak. So she was just like, yeah. fuck, like the hottest singer out there right now is. Imagine and like so, getting all hot and bothered for JT. I never have. Th- I proudly have never subscribed to any sort of like JT anything. My sister like was a, a huge fan. Like the songs. I'm like, sure, they're great or fine, whatever. But like. Hey, that one album was good. Where he's smashing the disco ball. I'm bringing sexy back. Yeah, that was a good. Yeah, but I mean like. I never. I was never like. Engaged to Cameron. I liked Cameron. So then I kind of warmed up to him. Random. Now he's with Jessica BL anti-vax. So she's bummed, but. Lacey and Heather overhear her and. (laughs) She's she's not saying she wants to leave. She's just like, damn, that would have been cool. Yeah, I get it. And and so Lacey runs to Heather and she's like, oh, my God, you'll never guess what I just heard Aaron talking about. So she like tells Lacey that Aaron or she tells Heather that Aaron wants to leave to go be to go try to date Justin Timberlake. Like she lies completely. Yeah. And then Heather's and Heather, like sexy stripper spidey sense kicks in and she's like, she's not here for Brett. This bitch isn't here for Brett. So she's like, I'm going to, she goes, she's writing something and she goes, I'm going to write this down as a note. And you see Heather <laughs> is planning to write a long letter where she exposes the rest of the girls to Brett. Wait, like she's, she, so she's drafting a letter. She's writing a letter. She's writing like a mission statement. And at first I truly thought this would be the end of Heather but as we come to find out, this old, she truly knows how to work every situation. And like Brett actually loves the letter. Yeah, Brett buys into it completely at the end. Spoiler alert. But so she writes this letter. She gives it to Brett and he opens it up the next day and he's pissed and he calls her into his room. He's like, I need to talk to Heather. And Heather walks in the room. Her outfit is incredible. She's wearing that like juicy couture like dress that everyone had for like a short that short period of time like the terry cloth like bunched up over your tits and then like a little mm-hmm. mini dress and yeah. her sunglasses and, and and you're like oh brett's gonna be like fuck this you? girl yeah like you're, you're causing all this drama and like maybe the more rational take would be someone being like this is destructive and you're being like Sneaky. Why are you ratting everyone out? It's weird. Yeah. It's a bad look. I thought he was going to kind of like admonish her for that. But then oh, he's no. like, no. 
he's so happy that Heather wrote this letter. He's, he's like, wow, like you static. <laughs> he's like, you really, really get me. And like, you really have my back. <laughs> I was shocked. My jaw was on the floor. I wrote Heather's letter worked. She, cause at one point Brett's like, is he mad at me? And then you just see her go like her fit. She just is delighted. And Brett is like, I am so triggered by Heather. He's like so mad that she, he, to even think that she would want Justin Timberlake over him specifically really hits home to him. He couldn't, he was like, how dare Aaron like even think like I'm here. We're all here. She's calling home talking about Justin Timberlake, how she wants to be there to serve him. Brett really flipped out over the Justin Timberlake element. He was, and then so he takes the other girls, the rest of the, the winning team, like the non-important, like the girls that he's pretty much just friends with. He yeah, takes them like, shooting. Get it. Get together, ladies. Like, we're going to go shooting. And then I love Mia, FBI Mia. She was like, we're not gun shy. We're ready to shoot. Let's go. Yeah. And so they're driving in the in the car to the ranch. And Brett is just gossiping, 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 like sleuth, sleuth, sleuth. And he's so he's like the KGB. He's just getting all the info and he's like all worked up. He keeps talking about Aaron. All the girls are just like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Like, cause it's the only thing he's talking to them about is another girl. Yeah. Talking shit about Aaron on their date. Can't just watch. She do that. Everyone's here. I'm here. And then she just wants to talk to Justin Timberlake. Okay. Then I get go home then. Like he is like furious. Yeah. His, this is where you start to see kind of, Brett's. Yeah, I was like, oh man, it's a really, it's always going to be a bad look to like get jealous about another person, like in Especially that way. <laughs> I know, it was an old noodle head. Um, and so they get to the ranch and they're all shooting and they're all like, ha, ha, ha like shooting. And then Magdalene is like, I've never done this before. <laughs> and Brett's like, just, just wind up and go. And she goes, oh, and then she <laughs> takes the gun and just fucking sharpshooter. She shoots every target she's like she aims out. at she's like pew, 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 pew. she's, she's <laughs> a russian assassin she is even mia i love mia too. killing eve mia really felt like an fbi plant in this moment because she was like pretend it felt like she was pretending she couldn't shoot anything being like i don't know what i'm doing and then like i was like she was an fbi plant put here or like an she's like an ice agent that was sent to the house to like keep eyes on magdalena <laughs> yeah she was there to intercept magdalena who was there to like assassinate someone <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so magdalena is like a fucking pro shooter <laughs> brett's just like wow um and then they're all eating lunch and they're all drinking brews and they disclose that heather was on the surreal life because brett talks about he's like tells her that heather wrote this letter that aaron got busted that heather was like trying to take down all the other girls too and then brandy m is like you know she was on the surreal life trying to fuck flava flav vanilla ice vanilla ice she said fava flava flav really and then brett's like how did brett he goes what i didn't know this and i was like how does he not know this and then i was like oh wait of course he doesn't know this yeah wait so 
She's Brett's not. just realizing he thought all these girls were like hardcore poison heads. Like that's what the, the, the network and the show told him. Like everyone was like, Brett, these girls are obsessed with you. They're, they're your all, biggest all, fans. We gathered. <laughs> they're all poison heads to a T. Like they are. They have Brett Michaels tattooed on their ass. They love you. They love you. They love you. And this is the episode where Brett realizes that was a fucking lie. And TV is a lie. He's having a lot of realizations and hard truths slap him in the face. But then I remember surreal life and I don't remember Heather. And then I'm looking now I'm looking on Reddit. No, I think she like tried something. She like tried to like. Oh, she was, I guess, came on with some other dancers, but it was never filmed with her. Yeah. Yeah, someone says Brandy M's just lying because Heather so, never hit on him on camera. So basically, it's just showing like Brett's like, now I can't trust anyone. It feels like everyone's just a star fucker. Like these girls aren't <laughs> reasons. <laughs> Who's here for me? He goes, every rose does have its thorn, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he's truly like devastated in this moment. His He's rocked to his core. Who can he trust? Yeah. Um. Then Heather we cut and back. Lizzie... Oh, go ahead. They're like trolling Aaron so hard. They're trolling Aaron and like they're trying to like goad her into saying some incriminating shit. But then I was like, Lacey, you're wearing jeans laying out by the pool, and that is unforgivable. <laughs> Why are you wearing jeans in such close proximity with the sun, direct sun shining on you next to a pool on the ground? But then they then there's a cut of them in the indoor pool area, which I indoor pool in a house is always a no for me. And an indoor uh, hot tub, I, isn't it like a hot tub? Oh, I don't know what it, it's like a Walden maybe hot tub. But Erin is her hair is all straightened and she's like all dolled up waiting for Brett to come home. And and Heather and Lacey are talking about her, and Erin like kind of hears them talking about her, so she comes in suspiciously. And then Heather goes, "I love your hair, Erin." Your hair looks fun. That's when Aaron knows that they're definitely talking shit about her. Oh, yeah. It's like such a like middle school moment. Your hair looks fun. And Heather's, Heather's so upset at Aaron. <laughs> She's a furious. She goes, it's never about fucking Brett. <laughs> she is not here for Brett. She's not here for Brett. I just know she's not fucking here for Brett. So then Brandy M is like, you know what? Brandy M coming out of coming out of her hangover, she's like, I'm going to try to kill two birds with one stone and pit. She's going to tell Aaron that Heather exposed her and like sabotaged her and she's going to have them fight each other yeah. while she like doesn't get her hands dirty. Cuz Brett told all the girls on his date that Heather wrote a note like calling all of them out, a letter. Yeah. So then the girls all confront heather and they're like we heard you wrote a letter about us to brett like what's going on and then heather tries to like cover by saying she wrote a letter about herself like apologizing for being topless all the time (laughs) (laughs) she's it was really just like more of a letter about me like just apologizing for running around with my shirt off everyone's like no it wasn't (laughs) so aaron and heather go at it 
they start going at it. Brandy telling Aaron about the letter while just leaning back, chiefing a cig. I was like, you're the queen of this house now. She is. She truly is giving me like house queen energy. And while this is all happening, Lacey, the little snake, runs into Brett's room and like tattles on everyone and tries <laughs> well, to win his favor and throws Heather under the bus completely. While as she's walking up, Brett is back to his acoustic mood, just practicing a song solo in his room. I know. So Lacey's just kind of like chill girl, chill guitar girl, like watching him like tune his guitar and just like telling. She's like, it's really crazy out there. She's really crazy out there. So she, she's like, Hey, if, if Brett's, if Brett's mad at Heather and he's not mad at me, like, you know, Sorry. It's a win for me. Win for me. So Lacey's alliances have been smashed. No one is loyal to anyone anymore. It's every woman for herself. Aaron comes to Brett's room to like talk to him and she goes, Brett's like, funny. Uh, what does he say to Lacey? He's like, funny how everyone wants to come talk to me today. She's like, I know, right? She's like, it's because everyone knows you're mad. <laughs> I was like, Honest, like, what would make you feel safe about Lacey, like, coyly eyeing you on your leather sofa? Brett's into it. Well, so they cut he to loves the... it. He call he keeps calling her crazy eyes. He's like, "Don't kill me in my sleep, crazy eyes." I'd be like, "Why are you calling me that? That's very rude." <laughs> um. So they get to the elimination ceremony, and Brett starts. He goes, "Well, today has been a hell of a day." <laughs> He, his faith in what this show is and what love is has been obliterated. Mm-hmm. He's now like, I'm wise to the TV biz. I'm He's wise to this to game. Pick up the pieces of his shattered heart. And before, and he- <laughs> before elimination starts, like Aaron tries to stripper shame Heather and she's like in a one-on-one moment. She goes, Heather's going to be 60 living in a trailer park with three kids and a 300 pound man. Because that's just what happens when you're a stripper at 32. And I was like, what? Damn. I know. I didn't like that. So like, also, if she has three kids when she's 60, that's like a scientific anomaly that should be celebrated. Yeah. Because that means she had kids like when most women <laughs> she's are. Like Kate Walsh and <laughs> she's Emily like Kate Walsh and, Walsh and Emily in Paris. And it's fucking incredible. She's like Brigitte Nielsen, another VH1 goddess who had like right? a child at 60. Yeah. So Brett chooses. He sends Aaron home. It, mm-hmm. it comes down between Heather and Aaron. And you think you actually think at one point I was like, he's going to eliminate both of them for causing drama. Yeah. And even Heather, she got scared. You could see that in her eyes that she was nervous. But he chooses Heather over Aaron. So Heather won in the end. Her le- her crazy letter and her melee actually worked she so now Lacey better watch out yeah Lacey better watch the fuck out Heather did what we thought couldn't be done they said it couldn't be done and Heather did it congrats Mm -hmm. to her that is like literally Heather's mo at all times is doing things doing defying all the odds I just wrote bread has bad taste. <laughs> terrible taste. Like, terrible I cannot believe. Terrible, like. Lacey is still there. This is when she goes. 
she assumes final jigsaw form and she goes, I feel like the puppet master. <laughs> I have to come up with a new plan. And I was like, <laughs> who am I going to go after next time? <laughs> I have to go in for the kill again. I wrote Aaron <laughs> lazy is killed. Lazy is murdered. Also, Brett starts this off. He's like, it's been a hell of a week, but now, without a doubt, I've gotten to spend lots of time with each of you, and I can say that I very much know all of you. And I was like, you still don't know Mia. Like, I don't know Mia. Like, who is this woman? She's a true mystery, but is second picked. You've also never talked to Aaron aside from this episode and, like, the first episode. Yeah, You've only, at this point, had a one-on-one moment with one person in Jess. this house. And that was Jess. And that happened today, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then Erin, she's leaving the house and she says, I'm not going to lower myself to a stripper whore level. I'm better than Heather. And I was like, time to go. Yeah. I'm like, done with Erin. Heather, Heather, Heather deserves to win. Yeah, Heather is, like, doing everything right. I believe that she actually could be Brett's, like, a good match for Brett. Me too. Seems like everything... I do still take issue with the fact that her birthday is the same as his daughter's birthday. I just think that that's, like, problematic. Mm-hmm. But she could just celebrate her birthday the day after. Yeah. Um. We We support <laughs> Heather. We support Heather. We're a pro-Heather on this podcast. Also, when Magdalena gets called down, he goes, will you stay in this house and continue to rock my world? And she goes, sure. (laughs) 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 Crying. I love that. Sure. (laughs) So demented. I love her. Sure. (laughs) Why not? What else am I going to do? Sure. (laughs) Sounds good. And then Aaron goes, I have much better men waiting for me back in Chicago. (laughs) Chicago. Frankly, I've had bigger stars than Brett Michaels. I was like, who? probably but like great go back to the underground (sighs) it's so funny when people get so when they get like really mad about being let go like that or it's like it's i think it's more about she's more angry that heather got picked over her than she is about being dismissed by brett yeah they're competing against each other or not or they're they're not even competing for brett they're trying to just out outshine the other one we don't know who brett is (laughs) Brett is none of them know who this guy is. And there was a moment where Brett was like, I'm just confused because Aaron and I had so much chemistry in the studio. And now, now I hear all this stuff. And I was thinking like, what happened in the studio? And then didn't she just say like, just like orgasmed. And she went like, yes, she'd (laughs) spoken like a fake British accent. Right. Are you good boy? Maybe be a good boy, and then Brett like sucked <laughs> Yeah, like didn't you just like dry hump three different women over the course of your group date in the studio? Uh, I love that he's like, oh, well, Aaron and I really shared a special moment, and this time when I dry fucked another woman in front of her. 
Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think Magdalena's also kind of surprised that she gets called. Like, yeah, she's, like, she's like, she kind of was like, hmm. sure. <laughs> Big John's just keeping her around so they can like secretly hook up. I know. I love it. <sighs> well, well, next week promises even more twists and it turns. Does. Get ready for the end of this wild road, guys. It's God. coming fast. I know. This has been a really fast and furious, but a great ride that I so desperately needed. But you can write into the podcast at sexyuniquepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And follow Carrie at Ikerio. Oh, Laura at Lars Marie. And, and uh, thank you to our sponsor this of this podcast, Indie. Indie. They are so great for self-employed people. You've they heard are. the ads, and I urge you to check them out. We love them. We love Indie here at Sex Unique Podcast. Indie heads. And you can stay tuned for info when we do our next live Zoom show, which will hopefully be in a few weeks. Yeah. Yes. We're gonna get we're gonna do something spooky. Something spooky. Something spooky. Where's something the applause? Fun. Where's, the, Where's the laughter? We're going to do something spooky for the kids. Oh, something spooky. Oh, I the love when the love kids it. come on Halloween. It's going to be sad this year when they're not there. Oh, you do such a good carol. You slip into it so seamlessly and easily. I, I love it. There's not going to be any kids this year on Halloween. It's really sad. I might have Albie and Christopher <laughs> go around back and scam me a little and have Lauren trick or treat. I have to be quite honest with you. I love be quite Halloween. I just want to get scared. I love being spooked out on Halloween. Being frightened. Mm. Um, Carrie, well, thank you for going on this journey with me. It's glad you're back. Glad you're healed. and Glad you had a great time with your sis. I had a great and road I trip. Look forward to more podding. All right. See you guys next you. week. Love you. Bye. Oh. Love you. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.